0: Hey, it's Chris. Welcome to the podcast. And where has it been? Chris, I thought you were getting serious about the podcast. Well, look, I am and I was and I will be serious about the podcast. The thing is, I missed a little bit here. What has it been like two or three weeks? And the reason is because my schedule has been so crazy, so hectic, I just haven't been able to edit stuff. So I actually recorded a couple episodes But I didn't get them edited. And by the time, you know, I had some extra free time, it was like, well, I'm not going to put those out because they feel kind of stale, a little bit old, talking about some stuff that's just not super current. And I'm sure people out there would be like, well, can you just edit, you know, get those out there anyways? We still want any content you can put out. And I understand that. But I chose not to because I kind of use this opportunity to assess the podcast situation And the good news is I found an editor, somebody to help me out here, which I'm super, super excited about because it means that I'm going to be able to stress less about the podcast because sometimes it's like, well, I need to get the podcast recorded slash I want to get the podcast recorded, but I have to like plan. Do I have time to actually do it? Especially when I've had a couple of false starts, that gets old and it gets old for you guys too because you're like, well, where's the podcast? Anyways, sort of hit reset. We're going to see how this works. This is officially the first podcast that I have not personally edited, which is kind of crazy. It's a next level, new level type of thing. And you know what? I'm sure they're going to make it sound so much better than I could anyways. So this is all good. I want to talk a little bit about uh, today before we get into anything else, the new video that just went up today. It was an iPad-related video, and it was called something like, Does Apple Really Make the iPad Pro Worse on Purpose? And I want to give you guys kind of a behind the scenes on this one because, number one, I'm really excited about it. I'm actually really proud of it because it's a totally different sort of a video than I've ever made before. And this is kind of the result of, you know, we're in between Apple events. Things have been kind of slow in terms of just picking up a gadget, showing it off. And I need to break myself from just talking about apps and from talking about accessories for stuff. Really was looking to do something different. And I think this gave me that opportunity. Now, the crazy thing is this video took me a long time to make. It took me over a week. And in my world, that's a lot. Sometimes I produce, you know, four three or four or five videos a week, depending on what kind of a week it is and what kind of videos I'm making, especially around Apple events. But for this one, I would say it's very unusual for me to take more than three or four days on any given video. This one took me over a week. In fact, I didn't even finish it. So I started last Monday. I didn't actually finish doing the thumbnail and everything and putting the title and the finishing touches on it until today, this Monday. So literally a whole week, which is pretty crazy. And it's funny, as soon as I premiered it, my internet went out. And I don't know if it was the internet internet. We have a pretty decent internet service, Fiber Internet. But since I think I told you, again, we're in the new neighborhood and somebody cut through the line, you know, like a week or two ago. And so that's kind of a pain. But I don't think that's what it was because it did come back. I think it was the router that I have going on right now. Just like right in the middle of the premiere. I couldn't believe it. It was like a minute in or something. I just cut out right when I was chatting to somebody, which is kind of a bummer. But what took so long? Here's what took so long. First of all, when I was picking the topic, I really wanted something that I could do a deep dive on. I also wanted something iPad related and something that was just different in general from stuff I've been talking about on the channel. So I actually found a video that I wanted to kind of respond to in a way. And that was a video on Linus Tech Tips channel. And Linus had a video titled something like Apple makes its best products worse on purpose. Something like that. And so you can see where the title for my video kind of plays into that. And so I assume if that thing's still getting any traffic, then people might be served this one as well as sort of a follow-up. And so, you know, Linus, he had made some good points and the video is not really uh, going against what Linus said. You know, he has his opinion. His opinion was basically, look, Apple has a ton of money and they could add these Mac-like features over here if they really wanted to. And I kind of paraphrase that in the video. But then as I took a broader survey of sort of the sentiment surrounding the iPad Pro, and, you know, I had a lot more clips that I was going to include from other channels in there. And I edited out some of that stuff just for clarity and brevity. You want to make things flow a little bit faster. And actually, I felt like this is one of the best videos in terms of flow that I've ever produced, if not the best, even when I was saying it, because I don't always script stuff. I think I've told you guys that before. And I get this question a lot on social media. Hey, is everything a script? And, you know, it's not always obviously if it's an unboxing, I'll try to become, you know, as aware of that product as I can without like reading anybody else's information about it. But I don't always script something like that because it needs to be an unscripted reaction. You know, that's where the appeal of that sort of video and other videos. Maybe I'll do like a bullet point list just to make sure I don't forget something, but I want to keep it more organic and free flowing. But in this one, this was deeply, deeply, deeply scripted. And it did make use of, I'm going to say it, sorry if you're getting sick of it, but Jarvis, the AI writing assistant app, and that's all I'll say about it. Of course, the thoughts were my own, but I did tighten it up a little bit with Jarvis, uh, helped me kind of say things a little bit simpler. But I really addressed the fact, and I think the only clip that I really kept in there from other creators was the MKBHD clip, where he talked about, you know, it really feels like Apple is protecting the Macs, kind of, in not giving the iPad certain features that we know the Macs have that seem like obvious features to bring on over. And I had such a good time just thinking about it. It really brought some of the joy back, I feel like, into the production for me. So I sort of thrived off of thinking about things, trying to connect some dots, discovering dots, connecting those dots, trying to put it all together, some of the puzzle pieces and getting to the end. And that's what took so long, by the way. <laughs> So it was like Monday, picking a topic, kind of doing an initial deep dive, doing some research, making a bunch of notes, tons and tons of notes. Some of those notes came from articles. Some of them came from watching other videos and kind of, you know, denoting where something was, getting the timestamp so I could easily get back to it if I wanted to reference it um, or quote something, just digging up information, basically. And then I think Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, the bulk of this script got written and it was... Not, this is not something that I do a lot. This is kind of more of the video essay sort of a format. I wouldn't call it on par with like nerd writer or anything, but it was more of a you know well thought out, um, hopefully sleekly presented uh, video, you know, with thoughts that really float from point A to B to C until there's sort of a conclusion. And I do think on Thursday, Thursday slash Friday, I was starting to feel like I had a direction <laughs> that I was going. A lot of it was like just writing a little bit. and kind I didn't know where the video was going. I, I think up until Wednesday still, I was kind of heading in a direction, but I wasn't quite sure exactly where I was going to end up yet. And luckily, things kind of came together. And it's just that writing process. If you're a writer, that's the process, right? Sometimes you just got to get in there and revise. And I think there was a really good quote. I can't remember if I already mentioned it here or not, but It was from David Perel, who I follow on Twitter. He's real into writing. And he mentioned something about good writing is just bad writing with a day of revisions. And for me, I often haven't taken the time, had the time or haven't taken the time to do like heavy revisions on things because I don't really do a lot of in-depth, actual writing, writing anymore. Because back when everything was a blog, back in 2012, 2013, I feel like I did a lot more writing. But these days, I you know, I don't know what the right way to put this is. It's not that I don't think things through. It's just that I sort of let the natural intuitions come out in video format. And there's not as much, it sounds wrong to say deep thinking, and I don't think that's the right way to say it. Regardless, though, I did a lot of deep thinking here, and it felt good. It was really fun. I had so much fun writing this out. But it sucked up so much time. I was not expecting how much time it took up, especially because it ended up being a 10 minute video, which is very similar to the length of videos that i create, anyways. You know, seven to 12 minutes probably is pretty average. And this one came out to 10 exactly. Isn't that weird? I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. I know sometimes I get comments like, oh, 10 minutes. You wanted that extra ad stuck in there. Um, No, it just it turned out that way. In fact, I'm surprised that it did because when I was uploading it, it looked like it was. Two minutes shot or two seconds shy of that, actually. I was like, oh, well, whatever. But it's like YouTube rounded up or something. <laughs> Maybe they wanted the extra ad. I don't know. So I don't know. It was very different. And I asked you guys for feedback, and people were saying that they like the format. That seems to be a pretty common comment down in the comments already uh, that, you know, I haven't seen anybody say, like, don't do this anymore. Of course, there's a trade off, and we're going to have to see how it goes because I'd like to do a few more of these if I can find the right subjects to really get me fired up and have enough to excavate and figure out. Because the trade-off is if I do more videos like this, they take up so much time, obviously, that would mean less overall content. It's the whole quality versus quantity thing, right? Because I could sit there and do like unbox therapy and just unbox something every day. And I'm not saying that that's bad. Obviously, he's had a lot of success there. But That's very different. And his current format, I should mention, is different than just how it used to be, you know, literally sit down and unbox stuff. He's really switched up his format. I think it's pretty cool. Obviously, he's leaning heavily on his team there to help him accomplish things. But needless to say, when you're doing this sort of a video, it's really, really time consuming. So I'll be kind of weighing that. And I figured if nothing else, this is sort of an opportunity to to just kind of try that out before the iPhone event. I got some sponsored content coming up. And this was sort of a week where I didn't have to include any kind of sponsorship or anything like that. And it was just kind of fun. And it turned out to be fun. And uh, along those lines, if you have some interesting topics that you'd like me to dive into, I've seen a, f- a few different suggestions, sort of like in this vein, this style of video, uh, let me know. Shoot me a comment on Twitter, you know, tweet or DM uh, on Instagram, whatever, because I would love to see your ideas as well. I don't think I'm really going to get into any Apple news this week. There's some interesting stuff. I'm seeing stuff about satellite iPhone 13 and just, you know, various event things, new Mac mini with the redesign and whatnot. That's all cool. It does excite me. But I'm just going to take this opportunity to talk about a few other things that are not related to Apple stuff. I mean, we kind of hit it with this video, but I need a break too from all of that. I think right now I just I'm kind of in breathe mode you know, chill out mode, settle down mode. And that really did take a lot of my energy for that last video. So I'm kind of chilling out right now on the Apple thinking. One thing I guess I can sort of talk about, we've been working with a great lawyer here recently, and we're on a video meeting today kind of talking about some contract stuff. And it turns out, I'm noticing on this back wall, he was telling me, yeah, I've been busy with some stuff. He's got a referee's jersey with a yellow flag. So if you're from America here, you know that football refs, Kind of have a uniform, striped shirt, and we throw yellow flags, you know, for when there's a penalty. And it turns out he's a Division One NCAA ref in his free time, which is crazy. That's so that'd be college football here, uh, like uh, high level college football. So it's crazy. I didn't know that uh, in our previous conversations. So he's a lawyer, and in his free time, uh, ref. I was like, hey, what game can I catch you in? And he let me know, so I DVR'd it. But that was crazy. But I do want to say. Not for our entire history as a company have we always worked with a lawyer. And I just thought I'd talk a little bit about that because I know some people are always interested in the behind the scenes here. And even if you're not, you know, uh, hopefully it's still kind of interesting whether you're running a YouTube channel or or a company or what. But yeah, you know, when we started out, we didn't. And probably the main reason was just because of the expense. And it's not good. Like you always should lawyer up. So anyways, I I guess... um, there's been different aspects and different phases. We've done some of the online stuff where you send away and get a kit, uh, you know, <laughs> and you've registered your business officially and stuff, instead of working with a business lawyer to do that. Um, but we've fast forwarded until recently. Well, you know, over the years, we've had different situations. But when we found this law firm, it was literally just reaching out and saying to people in the area, you know, hey, this is what we need done, just uh, some business stuff, contract stuff, uh, maybe hiring. Stuff, you know, user license agreement type of stuff. Hint, 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 we are thinking about getting an app built. I'm not going to tell you too much more about that right now. And so, anyways, there was like a vetting process. Somebody had to make sure there was no conflicts of interest, which is obviously important. And there was sort of a get to know you meeting and it was kind of off to the races. We had sort of a big contract that we needed somebody to look over. And that's kind of what prompted us to do. Is like, this is a contract that you can't just uh, wing, you know, because oftentimes you can read through and not as a non-lawyer, I would read through stuff and basically get the gist of it. But at some point it's like, no, you got to bite the bullet. You got to do it the right way. So this is a while back. And this was a, a beast of a contract, a beast of a deal for us. Very unusual. It was like a, a year long type of commitment, Lots and lots of different assets and stuff. And actually, the deal ended up falling through. Probably probably forget it. it. got to a point where there was too much negotiation and we basically didn't like stuff and decided to walk away. But the thing that we got out of it was this great lawyer partnership. And is it cheap? Obviously not. But it, you know, it's felt good to have somebody in your corner that knows the ins and outs. It's been great. Hey, Chris, we're not going to let you be in California. <laughs> For the for the uh the laws of California, we're gonna get you moved over here to this other state. And uh, you know, I wouldn't know anything about that stuff. And anyways, it's good. It's good for the business, and uh it's just it's felt like a huge upgrade. Anytime that you are gonna spend money with the business, you always need to know, is it gonna be worth it? And in this instance, it is. So something that we wanted to get developed was a contract that we would send out to people that's obviously you know, looking out for our interests, because oftentimes in the past, I mean, I hate to even say it, but like years ago, we would not use a contract when we did a deal with somebody. And, you know, obviously, I guess that worked out well in that we never had any issues or anything. And usually when it's a brand that's a really big brand that really knows what they're doing, they've been doing this for, you know, (laughs) as long as we have or something, then they will usually, if it's a big brand, have their own contract that they approach you with. And then As somebody in my position, it's like, well, okay, I'm not just going to sign that anymore. And that was a big sigh of relief too, to say, okay, we're going to have our attorney check it out. (laughs) I remember the feeling of being able to say that for the first time. That was a big deal. Of course, that kind of slows down negotiations, but I think people respect that. They take that more seriously than just when you just turn around and sign something because you have to. People know you don't have to anymore. And that sends a good signal. I would just say kind of regarding that, that's been one big shift over the last several years is just being able to turn business away stuff that we would have had to have done or needed to do or wanted to do or felt obliged to do maybe, uh, you know, and whether that was sponsored posts. Cause a long time ago, I've been doing this for long enough that it was like sponsored blog posts. And we were part of this thing called the same media network for a while there. They also worked with gear patrol and some other popular blogs. And then we, I think we opted out of that too after a while. You know, we've always found the best success. I hate to say this, but almost going it ourselves. So we've had, uh, and we continue to have all the time, people approach us wanting to be like a middleman. Hey, can we represent you? Can we bring you business? We have, well, I'm not going to drop any names, but, but, you know, some prominent companies and some not so prominent companies, some serious companies, companies with big dollar signs attached to their names. And just in my experience, we have always had, as a company the best experience when we do things ourselves. Uh, so there was a time when we had some talent management going on. that was a big middleman situation. That did not work out well. It's hard to say that I wouldn't just recommend it as a blanket to people because we're lucky enough that we have different roles, you know, to handle things. It's not just me creating content. But I guess I would just say, you know, watch out for like people who are just wanting to get in the middle and take a cut of stuff. Oftentimes, a talent agent, if they're non-reputable, they may just want to have all your business inquiries funnel into their inbox. And then they're just getting a cut of that. And that's not cool, right? Especially if you can already handle it yourself. And then they'll offer you different things to try to make it sound worth your while. But it's like, are they going to actually bring you new business? And if they do... Do you really align even as a company and with the brands that they want to bring? Because it's real important to me and to us here to only work with brands that we feel add some value. You know that I would actually care about as my you know a user myself, and not to just you know desperately shill stuff. You know, and so hopefully you guys feel that the impact of that too. Because I, sometimes I see there was a game that was going around a while back, and we got the email too asking if we wanted to do the sponsorship, I I looked at it. I didn't like it. I just didn't want to promote it. It looked like garbage to me, you know, in terms of trying to get people's money, pay to play type thing. And just the graphics weren't something I wanted to promote. And so we denied that. And then I looked around on YouTube. Wow. It was like, who was not doing this game? Channels that I thought, there's no way that they're going to do that. We're promoting it. It was like crazy. And so anyways, that kind of a thing you got to be really careful of. But a lawyer is different because they're in your court because you're paying them, right? It's not cheap, but that's something that we're seeing a lot of value from. On a non-tech note or non-business note, I just want to say, I saw this really interesting concept. This is more on a personal note. And it was talking about turning FOMO into JOMO. I, I hate the abbreviations, right? That sounds really stupid and corny, but we all know what it's talking about. Fear of missing out, right? FOMO. I was like. Jomo, I can already guess what that is. And maybe you can too. J-O-M-O, joy of missing out. I was like, whoa, that's a really interesting concept. And sometimes for me, all it takes is somebody else to reframe something for me. I'll give you a really good example. I can be pretty picky about the stuff that I eat. And if my wife likes or dislikes something, that can so mentally influence me to either try it or not. That it has a big impact. Like, so I could think something looks really gross, but if I see her eat it or recommend it, or she knows me good enough, she can be like, No, I think you'll like it. Then, you know, I'll get brave enough to try it or something. But she can have that big of an impact. And sometimes, even in non food things, obviously, she can say, No, look at it from this other perspective. I'm like, Oh, yes, there, I, it's okay to not do that. Or, you know, so oftentimes, For me, I think I have talked about this, you know, just trying to be real here on the show sometimes. Like, I can look at other YouTubers who are way bigger than me in the way that some people look at me as way bigger than them and say, like, man, I'm missing out. I'm missing out on these opportunities. I wish I had started sooner or whatever. I have been there before. And sometimes I'm still there. I can't lie. But this article was making the point like, uh, and I think it was talking more about, I don't even know where I saw this. It might have been Entrepreneur Inc. or one of those entrepreneurial magazines. But it's talking about not going out and doing stuff with your friends and just staying in and how that was okay. And I like that because it doesn't have to be fear of missing out. It can be like good to be missing out on certain things. If it's a choice, it doesn't always feel like a choice, right? Certain situations, but that reframing is really important. I think that's something that Gary Vee does really well is reframe things. Particularly, he will say, oh, oh, you think you're 50 and it's all over for you? Or you're past 20 already and you can't do anything anymore? Like, no, look at all these people who did crazy things when they were older. So he's really good at reframing things. And for me, I just really lash on. to I've been thinking about it for a whole week or I don't know how when I encountered that. I was just like, no, it's okay. Like, And this is one thing that made a big impact for me. I did come to this conclusion myself um, earlier when we moved. We didn't move to New York. And I've talked about this before. We didn't move to California, to LA or Toronto, you know, any of these places that you would consider a YouTube hotspot and where I guess it would be easier to collaborate in person. Obviously that was pre-COVID or whatever. But back then I was like, I'm going to reframe. Like this is where it seems the best to live. And, you know, by those standards, kind of out of the way of everything. And it's worked out so good. And now I'm seeing other people moving out of those YouTube hotspots, kind of, uh, to places like Dallas or the Midwest. And it was like, hey, I actually was there first. And it's because I had that attitude. And it it did occur to me like, hey, if I'm moving, I could think about going to these other places. But I was like, no, I feel strongly convicted that I can do what I'm doing and do it really, really well and grow and reach my goals by not going there. And it's just funny because I've seen other people. In fact, I'm getting a call from LA right now. Speaking of LA, that's some spam. So that interested me enough, that FOMO versus JOMO, as dumb as it uh, sounds, that I thought I'd mention it because that might be a good strategy for you to employ, whether in your personal life or your business. Just some things aren't an opportunity, actually, even though it doesn't look like it. I will tell you this, also on a personal note, I've been trying to um, spend more time doing some exercise. So I've really been putting the Apple Watch to the test. I'm doing some lifting too, some weights. So I have like a a Bowflex setup, um, some dumbbell stuff, a bench, uh, obviously treadmill and elliptical and whatever. So I can get some cardio and get some weights. And I'm pretty new into the actual routine of it. But as I've been hitting it hard, I've really been enjoying it. The problem is, as you guys know, time. When do you make time to do this stuff? But I wanted to get serious about it. And I've had like fits and starts doing that. I think I've even talked a little bit about that here on the podcast or on the channel before, but I've been getting really serious about it. And it's really been pretty enjoyable. Of course, it's killer. And at first, and I'm no expert when it comes to exercise for sure, but I've been getting a lot of protein. I'm doing everything like vegan, vegetarian, not totally vegan but vegetarian at least. And it's crazy because I've been eating a lot of protein, which yeah, it is actually possible to be a vegan weightlifter. I'm not saying that that's what I'm doing, but you can go find great examples of vegan athletes. And also I'm not promoting that outright, like go be a vegan. But I'm just saying, if you're like, well, how do you get protein without a bunch of meat? Yeah, it's totally doable. So I've actually been liking, let me find the Instagram account. Oh yeah, it's just uh, Vegan Fitness. Dot com, but their Instagram is veganfitnesscom. They got 276,000 followers, not huge, not tiny. It's run by a dude, I forget his name even. Really, really interesting, useful stuff. Uh, just like facts on what you can eat, workout stuff. And so I've been getting a lot of good ideas for you know stuff. I guess for like breakfast, lunch, I've been eating a ton of food. And the funny thing is because of the protein, I haven't actually been like gaining a bunch of weight. And I'm not going to get into the whole dynamics of everything, but it keeps you full uh, a little bit longer. And so what I've been doing is lifting about four times per week and then doing cardio stuff in the off time, the off days, which has really been working out good. So while I've had to have time to do that and I've had to carve out some time to do that, what I have also carved out some time to do not on purpose is also get in some TV watching, get in some podcast listening, which is honestly stuff I haven't had a lot of time to do. Otherwise. So I caught up on some Disney Plus content. Disney Plus is starting to bug me. I'm not super happy with a lot of their content. But uh I did dip into Loki just to see what was going on there. Uh saw people really liking it and some of it makes me roll my eyes. The multiverse stuff. Um, but uh yeah, I don't know. It was just kind of interesting I, I just haven't had a whole lot of time to be doing that. So something else I've been able to check out is some more of my crypto stuff because that's kind of a a fun hobby for me. Got really excited about Cardano, which is the coin ADA, if you're interested. And I'm not even going to promote anything related to that here, just to say it's of interest to me. And it's a hobby. And I do a little bit of side investing with that kind of stuff, some altcoin stuff. And it's been a good hobby because when I can check that and think about that, it gives me a break because you got to have something other than your main thing. I've talked about this a little bit before too, but you know, when I started using Apple stuff and then decided to move the channel in an Apple mostly direction, when you eat, sleep and breathe these devices and software and stuff, you know, it takes a little bit of the fun out of it. Not totally, obviously, but you do need a good break from and whatever that is, if you were like really into snowboarding and the that was your pro thing, you know, you probably would need a good break from that too, whatever it is. So anyways, I'm just having fun with that. It is a big time commitment. But I feel like it's added a good layer of just something else into my life, not just the exercise portion. I think that's obviously been good for me, but just a little bit of personal time too, I guess. I don't know. I'm just kind of excited to see where it goes. It's a little bit of a hobby, and I hope that I can actually keep it up more than I have in the past. The problem for me is the smallest things will get me off track. When I was really going hard into this direction before, we had somebody come visit and they stayed with us and it messed up my schedule. And then it was like, oh, because you have to have a pretty strict diet eating like this if you want to get some serious goals going and gains. And yeah, I mean, if somebody comes and visits, they're not on your diet, but yet you got to hang out. So you go to a restaurant or do whatever, whatever it is. I forget when this was. It might've been a couple of years ago when I was really going to try to get into it. And That was it. You know, it just threw me off. Or same thing with travel. If I'm really trying to do something and it doesn't have to be like health stuff either or eating, you know, it's hard to keep up habits (laughs) when people visit or you go somewhere. I got to figure out how better to handle those little transitory moments that would otherwise get in the way. You know, that's the dumbest thing. I always talk about persistence, persistence, persistence here on the podcast. Like when people ask me about the YouTube channel, like that's the main thing like don't stop, don't give up, be really persistent and go past the point where other people quit. That's when you start finding success. Well, same thing I think applies here. And I just have to do the same thing. And for me, that quitting part always comes, like I said, at these little moments that throw me off. So I'm going to hit that pretty hard. So wish me luck. I have been doing some reading on the Kindle. I went back in Audible and I restarted a book that was really interesting to me called The Storm Before the Storm. This might have been a dude who was on YouTube, Mike Duncan, I'm not sure. But it's about Rome, one of the golden eras of Rome and how things went from pretty good as for the empire itself, not for all the citizens of the empire, but for the empire to you know basically getting destroyed, what led to it. And uh, wow, some interesting parallels, I think, to modern day. And it was the first audiobook I ever listened to on Audible. So this has been a little while. But wow, it's fascinating. I remember when I was going through it, there was a couple of characters that really grabbed me and I'm trying to go back and locate them because I really found their stories interesting. And for me, this is kind of an escape too. sometimes when I'm going to bed, I know this is weird to some people, but I'll listen to some Audible and put the sleep timer on because again, time, that's one of my only times to absorb some of this information that I otherwise am interested in, but wouldn't have a chance to And number two, well, it depends. If it's something that's really, really, really interesting to me, I probably need to read it because I like to highlight stuff and do something with it. I have some other interests outside of everything that I've talked about here. And maybe someday I'll talk about that. But I like to save those highlights and have like a catalog of those that I can actually put to use. And so if it's an audiobook, obviously that is hard. I did cover an app a while back on the channel that made it kind of easier to save those bookmarks and do something with them. But, anyways. I can't listen to a really engrossing book because I'm going to bed because it'll keep me up, number one. And so this one I've listened to before. So it's like, if I miss something because I'm nodding off, like no big deal. And in fact, it's good. If it puts me to sleep, great. And it's also like nothing that's mission critical to anything that I'm working on or thinking about or, you know, because it's history, right? And it's something I didn't know that I would even find really of interest. But if you're looking for a good book that's just kind of like of interest and maybe has some modern day tie ins in some ways, that's. Maybe worth checking out. It's called The Storm Before the Storm. All right. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to wrap it up right here for now. And next week, and as we ramp up to the Apple event, I'll probably get some more Apple coverage back on here, some of the new stuff. But I just want to say, oh, oh, let me just say, uh, really quick mention. I'm giving away that HomePod mini. And by the time you hear this, it will probably be already distributed. But I'm going to be doing more of those giveaways. It feels good to be able to give back. And for this one, I just had asked people to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and that was it, which is not too bad, right? That's good for you guys too. Hopefully, you get some interesting information that way as well. But I will say, I see all the comments like, hey, don't forget, you're sending that to Texas or wherever it is. You know, I had to tell you, those things aren't going to sway me at all. There's my timer telling me to cut it off here. You know, we're just picking randomly, basically. So, you know, there's no uh, there's no getting in good with Chris to get this, but it was fun. I went to the Apple Store, picked out the HomePod, put that stuff up on Instagram, so you could kind of follow that as it happened. I think I'm going to do some more HomePod giveaways probably in the coming months, but I may vary what people can do to actually win, and I may do other stuff too. If there's other things that you'd rather win, you know, maybe I'll vary it up a little bit. It's just I have loved the HomePod Mini so much that it's fun to. And it's nice and small, you know, I got to ship this stuff too. If somebody's living on the other side of the world, I don't want to pay way more than the product just to get it shipped. You know, that's something nobody ever thinks about. But uh, yeah, be on the lookout. You can go follow me on Twitter and Instagram if you're not already, because I'm going to be doing more giveaways, right? Other than that, thank you uh, again for sticking with me with this erratic schedule. I know it's been kind of crazy. And I'm excited though to get back in here and reconnect with everybody. So thanks for hanging out. And I'll catch you guys in the next video later.